Hey, welcome along to episode 126 of Tommy G Talks. Hey, it's been a while. I haven't done an episode for a few months. It's good to be back. Um, there are a few reasons why I haven't been here over the last few months, um, but I am here now for 126. A few things have happened, a few things have changed, moved, evolved, shifted, as I'm sure they have for you. Before we get started, I want to just invite you to get involved in the conversation. It's very important that I know that you're there. Well, I don't want to know if someone's listening for a start. Um, but also, if you have any questions or you want to get involved, as we move through this brand new format of Tommy G Talks, there will be opportunities for you to get involved in the conversation by going to social media, uh, predominantly Instagram, at Tommy Gentleman, and you will be able to let us know what you think of certain topics that we talk about. Now, the reason I say let us know what you think is that I'm here in the new, relatively new, Tide 55 offices, and I have basically told everybody to stop working whilst I make this podcast. So I'm joined here by Kendall and Charlie. Charlie's here filming the video, so if you're watching the video, thanks to Charlie for holding it. Put your thumb up in front of the camera, mate. And Kendall is here with me um, at the podcast desk because you're going to help me out a little bit today, Kendall. I am, yes. Because we've been, I'm in an R in about this podcast, how it's going to work. I feel like I am better when I'm with other people, when I'm on my own. I feel like I can get a bit deep. Yeah, rather than just talk to yourself. And yeah, it just feels like it's more of a sort of memoir of a crazy boss. <laughs> so I'm going to... Um, I'm going to ask you, we put out on Instagram stories uh, the other day, um, asking people if they had any questions or subjects they'd like us to talk about. You've then looked at those, and you have uh, the questions there. I haven't seen those questions, and we're going to have a little bit of a jam with what comes up. And hopefully, at the end of it, there'll be something useful for you to listen to. And again, at Tommy Gentleman, if you want to get involved in the conversation. So, what's first up on the agenda? Well, first, before we get into that, I think... It's, I think, why? Why have you been away for three months? Why? Well, no one's missed me. <laughs> I mean, li- literally, um, I think that's one of, the, one of the most important lessons, really, is uh, if you don't feel like doing something, don't do it. And to be honest with you, I, di- I didn't feel like sort of being the person to give the energy, give the advice. Um, I feel the world's changed a lot in the last year. And if I look back at some of the episodes I was doing sort of pre-pandemic, I think it will almost be quite patronising nowadays to be giving out advice. Um, you know, I don't, I don't feel comfortable with that. I feel like I had to keep my head down, be a practitioner and just live life and tackle the business challenges that I was faced with, challenges in, in my personal life as well. And I don't feel like it would have been authentic of me to be there sort of like, and action, and hey, everything's really great, and if you want to live your best life, all you got to do is get up at five o'clock and meditate, motherfucker. Um, so I, I don't think it was suitable, really, to, to be doing that, and I just thought, take some time off, and it'll come when it's ready, and today feels like that day. Now, you say that no one missed you, but what made you start again? Well, I'll tell the truth, the subscription expired, oh, <laughs> so I was at risk of losing all my episodes. And I stubbornly didn't want to lose all my episodes, so I paid for another year's worth of um, subscription to the podcast RSS feed. And then I thought, well, should I make another episode? Um, and I thought, I thought that'd be a good idea. Is that, have I, is that what I've told you? Because we've talked. I thought you were going to say about the guy that messaged you on Instagram. <laughs> oh yeah, the guy who messaged me on Instagram was like, um, why don't you make content anymore? Yeah. Like literally, the last post I've, I made on Instagram was uh, uh, early in June, and that was me and Marcy. 
on the beach there. But um, yeah, you know, I just thought, I just thought, you know, I don't think anybody really cares. And not that they need to care, because the whole point of this podcast, which is why it's exciting to be here with you guys now, is it runs parallel to my life. And I always promise that. But I feel like now it's going to be more about, you know, what happens um, in the company, in Tide 55, in the business, some of the things that we've, we've been through in the last year as a company, only a year old by the way, um, and uh, as well as sort of giving people a little bit of a positive lift and helping transform challenge into confidence, that's what it is all about at the end of the day. Just different challenges, I suppose. So thanks to that guy that, uh, that, that messaged, I will give you a shout out later on, on Instagram directly. And uh, a few of you have been really kind since I said, what questions have you got? Um, a couple of people have messaged saying, yeah, come on, get the podcast back. So it's quite flattering, I do admit, um, but yeah, I'm, regardless of that, I'm ready. All right, so then the the overall question is, what do you learn when you launch a new business in the middle of a pandemic? So we'll just go into it first. And one of the questions was, how to build the confidence to just do it? Well, it's an interesting one because you need to know a little bit more about the detail and the context because some things you shouldn't just do. <laughs> you really shouldn't. You know, you have to think things through. Um, but I do feel like fear is useful because you have to unwrap that fear and think what is it about my past that has made me fear my future because the fear of that future is is only based on what you already learned in the past from other people from your own situations from tv and media but we've all got learned fear and so unpacking that fear is very useful so you shouldn't just go and do it because that fear is there for a reason. You know, you wouldn't just go and walk across a motorway, would you? Because it'd be cool to go to the other side. You've got to address the fear and address the risk. But risk and fear are very different. When you start looking at risk, you can start thinking about the reward as well because that's a very important part of it. So to just do it, I think you've got to talk to people in your life because they know better than I do. You'd message me in six months' time and go, Tell me I've lost everything because you told me to just do it. You know, that, that's not the way at all. Everyone's life is so different, but talk to the people around you specifically about what it is you're thinking of doing. Take their answers on board, listen to their concerns. They might not all be valid, they might not all be coming from the right place, they might have insecurities of their own that they're projecting onto you. And then talk to your friends that you know you think actually. I'd really value your opinion and ask them and then think about what the risk and reward looks like. If there's financial risk involved, think about the worst case scenario and how you would adapt to that and how you would work that out. And once you've done that, the key to just doing it is to just really focus on the positive end result. The positive end result is like the light at the end of the tunnel. It's the North Star that shows you the way. It's the thing that will keep you going when you are being shat on from every possible angle and you're down and out and nothing's working. But if you can still see that little glimmer of hope and that glimmer of light, the reason why you're doing it, then you will get through it eventually if you do hinge your sights on that. Um, I hope that helps. And wherever you're at in that journey, whether you're at the start of it or you're in it, hopefully you can take something from that. And I know, you know, I know what that, that feels like. And even recently... No, it's been a case of remembering the whole reason why and really pitching the focus on what could be great at the end of it. Because that's usually the reason why we do things. But then how do you do that on days when the glimmer of hope is less of a glimmer? Well, you will always see light when it's dark. You know, it doesn't matter. Um, I remember the old story that I heard in primary school about 
three, I think it was like a fable, three brothers, and they were challenged to fill a room. You know, their father said, whoever fills the room will be the next king. And one guy tried to fill it with grain, I think. Uh, the other brother tried to fill it with, uh, I don't know, some water or something. And then the third, third boy, the youngest, lit a candle in the middle of the room and filled it with light. And so, you know, light will always travel in darkness. So it doesn't really matter how bad it is. If you do have that glimmer of hope, you'll still see it. It just might be that you have to stop for a bit, slow down, stop running, and just look for it. Ask yourself, where is it? Like, I've, I've often sat there before and asked for a sign, you know, asked for a sign of hope or whatever from above, whatever it is I'm directing that at. And more often than not, it comes in the form of a song coming on the radio or a person sending you a message that you haven't spoke to in a while or just something right in front of you because the answer is usually right in front of you. Um, but sometimes we get blinded by our own busyness. <laughs> Yeah. All right, cool. And then another one which I think is going to be interesting because it would be good to talk about it compared to like previous things that you've done is building a team and culture. Yeah. Well, building a team and culture, I've always been very into that. Um, I've always prided myself on the people I've recruited around me in whatever business venture I've been in. But what I can say is this company now, Tide 55, is the first time I've done it and worked with these people every day in an office. You know, there's no escaping the responsibility. There's no escaping. There's no escaping the responsibility. Whereas before, the circumstances would be that you know, I had a team of up to 28 people with, with Reasons Fitness since, say, it's 2016. But some of those guys and girls were only there an hour a week. You're not such a big part of their life, so there's not as much hinged on it. Whereas, you know, you guys are here and you're giving me your lifetime. You're, you're giving me the time that you could be giving other causes, you know, and, and I don't take that lightly. I think that's a massive privilege and it shouldn't be taken for granted. There's a lot of choice out there in the world. It's not like you have to get a job, take it, because nothing else. There's a lot of choice out there if you look. So when you guys come here, it's a real honour. And there's different challenges that come with building a culture. I feel like the fact that we're all in the same room is quite a challenge sometimes. I can be a bit strange sometimes and I do like my own space yeah, sometimes, <laughs> it's all coming out now, but I haven't got that, you know, and so I've, I've had to really concentrate on my own energy and what, what sort of energy I want to portray uh, every day to you guys, but I think the most important thing about building the culture is to, is to uh, make sure that every single person understands the two or three core values that we have and what it is we're, we're trying to do. Personalities will be different. Sometimes personalities might even clash, but it doesn't matter when you both want the same thing. So having very open conversations about that is important. You know, being able to dream together, being able to sort of sit there every now and again and be like, "Oh, wouldn't it be great if we could?" What do you think? And they go, "Well, yeah, that'd be amazing." Now have a slide in the office, for example. Of course, we have to be able to dream together, and that's what binds us together, I think, and creates that culture of. Of, of, of wanting to do something that's purposeful for everybody. You know, um, Matt once said, uh, I thought you were going to be a boss that just lets his little rats run around doing all the work for, for him, but you're not. And, uh, you know, it was a joke, but I also took that as a compliment because it's easy in this day and age, especially now, to be like that. You can put out the cheapest job offer. You can put out the the shortest you know, shortcut to the end result and, and say, well, do it or have no job. It's up to you. 
but that's um, I think that's disrespectful, irresponsible. I do think that the initial conditions of a relationship are very important. So I always manage that very carefully uh, when I meet people and uh, make sure that they understand where I'm at quite early. But I'm also a human being, so I will make mistakes. I have made mistakes, but I do always say that I will make mistakes because I also expect other people to know that they'll make mistakes as well. And it's not from what for, through a lack of wanting to try. It's just human nature because nobody's perfect. So when people are able to work with that feeling that if they do make a mistake, it's not like the end of the world, which, by the way, is the worst thing that could happen because there is no world, um, then it sort of frees people up to be a bit more creative. And we're in a creative business. We have to be creative. You know, so pretty long answer. And you did also talk about the slide being a dream. But the slide is a real thing, right? Yes. <laughs> That's definitely going to happen, yeah? Yeah, well, hey. This is the thing. You, you've you've aired it. I've shared it, and now we have to try and think of another word to rhyme with that to make a cool. So Charlie can make a cool social media post out of it. You've aired it. I've shared it. Now we prepare it. That's so bad. Charlie's trying not to laugh. Don't use that. All right. No, no but a little bit as well about the team and culture thing, specifically the fact that it was during the pandemic. Yeah, hard because a lot of the relationships were built on Zoom. But Especially with clients. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's the same for everyone, you know. Um, great, uh, great football coach I had once said that you never blame anything on the pitch because you're both playing on the pitch. Mm. Conditions are the same for everybody, so that levels it. It's a leveller. Um, so they they understand it. It's not like they're going up. That, that tied 55 always wanted to do everything on Zoom. That's rubbish. They're doing everything on Zoom as well. It's no excuse. It's no excuse. I'm, I'm sick of hearing about it. Yeah. Like, oh, because of COVID. Like, it's been long enough now. Adapt. Yeah. You know, starting a business in the middle of a pandemic is different. It, it is different. I'm sure, you know, if I'd done it a year before or a year after, it would have been different. I wouldn't change it because there's a there's a stronger level of trust because we've all been through that together, I think, clients and yeah. and got you guys. Be interesting to know if you're listening to this, what you make of that. What you think about the whole culture, relationship building within the pandemic and how that's been different. Yeah, because I guess for a lot of businesses, they have the relationship and the culture already. But yeah. to build that in those circumstances obviously a bit different. Another People need signposts, mm. and the best way to do that is through role modeling. But you don't have to do it all yourself. You can point people in the right direction or the same direction, same direction as you, by sharing things that you're interested in that inspire you. Um, we've got a bit of a basketball vibe culture going on here where we have you know, the Kobe Bryant um, jersey on the wall, we've got the Michael Jordan. 96 all-star game uh, Funko Pop but there's stories behind those that, that that whole culture of you know I've talked in the earlier days uh, last year about the rookie season which is the first season yeah well we're almost out of the rookie season yes we've yes we've dropped the ball made mistakes but we've had a pretty solid year 
we've learned lessons that we will need to go and become an all-star business. And so the more signposts you have, more role model behavior through the culture, again, the music you listen to, not the gym music, but maybe our music, that's a little bit less predictable. We're in it, we're inside the gym, ladies and gents, so there's still a bit of that going on. Um, but like everything counts, even the way that we set up our workstations and the post-it notes and it all counts, the lights, the bar, the grass out in the breakout area, it all adds up to creating that culture. Yeah. We came out of lockdown and then we opened a new office, built a new office, built one from scratch. You know, it was hectic, mad, it was really hard. But we did it, so everyone had that new that new office to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. Which was key. Yeah, because it was a change from... It was like a new step, wasn't it? It was. Before that, we were just like... <laughs> wherever. Working wherever. I mean, Kendall didn't have a desk for about three months, did yeah, you? Yeah, I got the used to it. Yeah. I kind of miss, miss my lap. Well, you can always Top. sit out. <laughs> oh, well. You can always sit out there and yeah. Yeah, sit on the grass and be like, oh, Yeah, okay. I used to be bag a lot. Plus. Yeah. Weird times. Fun times. So share your stories with us at Tommy Gentleman on Instagram. It would be good to know what's your take on culture building in general, but particularly in the pandemic, and how has that been for you? If you've experienced that at your workplace, have you entered a new job, for example, over the last year? What's been great about it? What's been challenging? Let us know. What's next? All right, so the question, the thing that you said was, what do you learn when you launch a new business in the middle of a pandemic? So what would you say is the number one lesson that you've learned? It's not one that I can give you in like a one-er. Okay. But what it would be, would be make sure that you learn from your past mistakes. The worst thing you could possibly do when you start a new business, especially if it's not your first one, is let history repeat itself in a negative way. So all of the things that went bad for me in the Reasons Fitness journey gave me lessons that I had to learn as part of my evolution as a person to apply that into Type 55. So my advice would be, you have to learn those lessons and then you have to implement the lessons, the learnings. Otherwise, you're sort of mugging yourself off and you're also disrespecting the past version of you and the pain that person went through and how hard that person worked to survive that by basically just doing it again. You know, it's the definition of insanity doing the same thing and expecting a different result. What would actually happen would be the same shit would happen. So at the first glimpse of that repetitive behavior, you have to be able to look yourself in the mirror and go, oi, dick face, you're doing it again. Stop doing it again. And it doesn't matter what it is. It could be something as simple as not being organized enough. Or it could be not being fully communicating with your team enough. Or it could be, over-employing or it could be quoting too low for jobs it could be anything but whatever that lesson is for you even if it is your first business there'll be lessons from life with friends family school that you can think shit I've been down this road before and it didn't go well I now know that you know it's like it's like run you running down the hill and going there's a massive lion over there run Oh, geez, that hill, there's a lion up there. 
run away quick and it almost bites me and scratches me and I'll run away and get up a tree and then it disappears. And then, you know, a year later, I'm, there, I'm out there in the same place and I hear a roar and I just sort of, oh, well, you've got to learn and, and you have to implement those lessons. Otherwise, you are literally living the definition of insanity. And it takes a lot to do that. It takes a lot of openness towards yourself to be able to look inside, not to automatically defend yourself and be like, nah, it's fine, I've got this, or nah, that's bullshit, that won't happen. But you have to be able to reflect and be there in the moment and be self-aware to um, to address that. Otherwise, it will be a problem. Okay. Got two more. Come on then. You want both? Yeah. All right. Let's start with... How to avoid burnout? How to avoid... Right. I think there's two types of burnout. I think there's um, voluntary burnout and involuntary burnout. I think involuntary burnout is the worst because you are basically on survival mode and you're trying to do everything for everybody and yourself and you have to do it. If you don't, perhaps there could be worse things that might happen. I'm in a privileged position to a lot of people but imagining being a single parent with two or three kids and having to work two jobs and there's there's no respite there that will just happen that's hard and that's just one example right where involuntary burnout might happen but I think you, you've got no choice you have to kind of just keep going and, and look for longer term solutions to change your circumstances the best you can difficult to do that Voluntary burnout, perhaps where you're the victim of your own passion. And because you love doing it so much, you just keep doing it. And you sort of make excuses as to why you don't need to stop. And you do. It's important to sharpen the axe, no matter what it is. If you're, if you're chopping trees, it doesn't matter how hard you try and swing that axe. If it's blunt, it's going to be hard work. But by stopping for a couple of hours to sharpen your axe, and the couple of hours is respective to or, or relative to time off, come back in and you can swing through a tree in a couple of strokes. That's far more efficient over the long term. Yeah, And the best thing about it is you don't know when you need a break. Involuntary burnout. But when you do have one, you come back and you think, blimey, I, I just see everything so clearer. Everything's just so much better. This happened to me at the end of May, early June. I took a week off. You guys absolutely rocked it, holding the fort for me, particularly you, Kendall, as well, calling the shots while I was away. I came back and we were able to grow because that was possible again. So, yeah, business owners have to make time for themselves to take time off. Employees have to make time to take time off. So we know... Uh, we know that's important. We know that you're going to be taking some as well um, because that's really key to be able to sharpen the axe. That leads so nicely into the I knew that. <laughs> Which is how to delegate and trust your team enough to take time off. Well, it's easy, isn't it? They're your team. If you've employed the right people, you'll be fine. But if you've been, like I mentioned before, about trying to scrape you know, for the... The, the pennies and, and basically sort of take advantage a little bit of people then you're going to have problems because they're not going to be empowered to do that so if they're your people you shouldn't have a problem 
communication is key. Let them know what where you're at, what's what's good, what's not. Like in terms of how much you want to be involved in things, tell them where the lines are. Let them know where the lines are, and be okay if something doesn't get done or something doesn't happen in the, the way that you'd want it to. Because you need to like realize you can't have your cake and eat it. Like, what do you want? To, what do you want? Like, do you want do you want to be a business owner that has to be there the whole time, looking over everyone's shoulder, being a complete like pain in the ass? Or do you want to be able to enjoy your work and have time off, sharpen your axe, come back and let the company grow again? Because you can't have both. It's impossible. So you've got to trust. The cool thing about trust is that if somebody abuses your trust, they go in the little black book. <laughs> and the little black book, the little black book don't lie. Um, and then that just becomes another lesson, becomes more motivation. You know, fires happen in business. You've got to be able to put them out every now and again. It's just the way it is. Um, but come on, do you want do you want to die? Do you want to get to the end of your life and and die, but be like, well, thank God I looked over everyone's shoulder every time. Whew, imagine what could have gone wrong. Or do you want to go? Well, that was really quite amazing and had a great balance, and I did a lot of cool things with my friends and family as well as having a wicked business and whatever else. So, yeah, I don't like to get. Like, I'm quite straight with these answers because. I think businesses fuck about too much with this stuff. Mm. Get the right people in. Stop being selfish. Stop being a hard ass. Trust people for fuck's sake and you'll be able to take time off every now and again. I think that's the key thing, the trust. Oh, it's the key thing. It's yeah. everything. Yeah. And it's both ways. Yeah. You know, we recently had somebody leave the company. There was an exit interview. One of the things he said to me, you know, was that I, I should trust more. And I wanted to have that exit interview because I wanted him to tell me what he thinks I could improve on. Yeah. And that, that sort of made me think, okay, maybe I do. It doesn't help that I'm in the same room for that mm. sometimes because I will not stop myself and I'll look over, literally look over someone's shoulder and be like, hey, what about we change that? And that's not right because it's not even finished yet, you know? That's like, not. it's like my kid doing a drawing and I just sort of grab his pen and go, what about if you just like, <laughs> what, about if he, what about if he had a body and not just a head with arms and legs? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't, that, that, that means yeah. you don't learn you know but really what you do is you go hey um, look at daddy daddy's got arms and legs hasn't he and he's got a head what's this bit in the middle oh it's his body what about we draw his body why don't you try and draw his body then <laughs> and he'll be like I was about to give me a chance yeah, exactly yeah. Yeah, hold on I'm not finished yet <laughs> you know, but you get the point yeah. Yeah. you get the point people need room to be able to express themselves and then understand that the answer or the outcome is on is on everyone not just that single person trust and that's it this is it <laughs> well hey I've very much enjoyed this uh, this episode of the podcast have you Kendall? I have of course Charlie what about you? yeah I loved it did you? Well, that's good to know because we're going to do it again. It's going to be our format that we're going to stick to. We're going to have a few guests on the show as well. It'll be quite interesting. But we need you to be involved in the conversation. So a couple of ways to look at it. Let's make it as easy as possible for you. Either at Tommy Gentleman on Twitter or Instagram with your favourite part of this episode or the bit that connected with you the most. Or, that's one option, or what would you like us to talk about or what questions have you got for us in the next episode? It can be about anything. Just leave it there. You know, it can be about anything. It's up to you. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for giving us your time and your ear. Um, I know that there's at least two people listening. One's my mum. 
ones that follow on Instagram. So we're all good. But if you are listening, do let us know. And we will look forward to talking to you again. So from me, goodbye. See you soon. Kendall. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> and Charlie. Goodbye. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>